My name is Serena Torrance, and Jennifer Torrance Gotch is my daughter. Oh, I just go by Jen Gotch now. Jen Gotch is my daughter now. Is she? Is Jen Gotch okay? Jen Gotch is perfect. Mm. The correct answer would have been sometimes. The name of my podcast is Jen Gotch is okay sometimes. I didn't know that. Yeah. Now you know. Okay. Dad, is yes. Jen Gotch okay? Sometimes. Nailed it. So those are my parents, and that's the opener to my podcast. It's sort of like the Friends theme song when they're dancing in the fountain, but instead it's two cute New Yorkers in their living room in Boynton Beach, Florida. We thought that was more suitable. Although I did ask to dance in a fountain, and I got a hard no. I'm Jen Gotch, and I'm okay, sometimes, which subsequently is the name of this podcast because I am okay sometimes, other times not so much. But we'll experience all of that together. A little bit about me professionally speaking, because I thought you might be curious. I'm the founder and chief creative officer of Bando. That's a company I started in 2008. I like to think of it as criminally cute. Uh, It's a multi-million dollar lifestyle brand that sits at the intersection of fun and happiness. Um, non-professionally speaking, which is where I tend to spend more of my time in recent days, I feel like I've become somewhat of a mental health advocate and you, it kind of leads me to wonder like, how did, how did that happen? And when I think about it, I think it's because I just got in the habit of spilling the beans on my Instagram stories every day. And there's about 200,000 people that are seeing it each day. And the reaction was so overwhelming that I felt like I had just happened into this, this new superpower that I had, which is talk about the most personal private things and let it resonate with other people and make them feel good. So, so I spend a lot of time doing that. If you're curious, I'm at Jen Gotch on Instagram. That might help give you some more context when I refer to things like trash dancing, which you have no idea what I'm talking about now, but you will. If you, te- if you like pictures of wildlife and maybe just some pictures of me when I was a kid, you could follow my dad. He's Dr. Jamie 14 on Instagram. He will, he's going to pay me $500 for saying this. He's the guy that you heard a few seconds ago. Anyways, I could talk for hours, but I'm told that this should be a short intro. So here's a recording I did a while back on a work trip in Hawaii. It is the origin story of this podcast, and I hope you like it. So right before Christmas, I got a text from Sophia. No, I got a direct message on Instagram that said, I texted you. Did you get my text? I'm not quoting. This is this is my recollection of what happened. So I probably don't have that language quite right, but you're going to get the general sense of it. I was like, I didn't get it. I didn't get your text. She had texted it to the wrong number, but she followed up because that's what diligent, responsible people do when they don't get an answer to a text that they want to know. Now, listen... You can't take some of this advice is not going to apply in the world of relationships and romance. Trust me, I know when you send someone a bunch of texts and DMs and all sorts of shit 
because you're trying to get on their radar and they're not getting back to you, that means they're not interested. I actually had to have a doctor tell me that. It was a therapist, but still, they're trained. And she said that's called self-medicating, which is very different than what I'm talking about, which is... This is more of a business proposition. So I think the rules in business, much different than romance. I think that's why I love business. I think that's why I'm kind of good at it because I can apply the same fervor that I would to dating, but it actually be well-received anyways. So we finally got the numbers correct. And she sent me a text and said, would you want to do a podcast? And I was like, yeah, I would actually like to do a podcast. I've been thinking about trying to do a podcast for many years. I already had a microphone, this very microphone that I'm recording on. I had had in a box for two or three years, just waiting for someone to ask me because I wanted to do it on my own, but I could not get it together because I had other work to do. I had other priorities. It always fell to the bottom of the list. I had just kind of reopened the idea for myself because I was like, maybe I can do an internal podcast at work, which will be fodder for another day. I'm not going to get into that right now. Anyways, so I was like, yes, I absolutely want to do a podcast. And I felt like, what a great fit. Sophia and I had actually only just met when I went to do her podcast. Um, So I was obviously really flattered, but I felt like... uh, We were on the same page about a lot of things. So then she said, would you want it to be a mental health podcast? And I said, no. And I meant no. But let me tell you why. And let me tell you why it is a mental health podcast. But I still said no to it being a mental health podcast. Um, you'll find, as you get to know me, you'll find I'm easily swayed. If you're convincing, I'm convinced. But if I feel like I came to, like, if I got to the resolution on my own, I'm even more convinced. So if you allow me and just bait me into it, I will not only take credit and responsibility for the idea, but I will essentially do what you want me to do with pride and happiness and love and joy and everything else. I was like, you know what? I just, I know I'm, I'm sort of becoming the, um, poster child for mental illness functioning with mental illness. Um, I didn't say that, but that's sometimes how I feel. I talk about it a lot because I'm in a position where I can, and I feel like it's a responsibility of mine, but I was like, I don't want to do a whole podcast about that because that sounds, well, frankly, a little bit dry, like a huge responsibility also, because that's, I mean, mental health, although I can treat it somewhat lightly, it's a big responsibility to talk about that. And, and I have just a little slice, I have a little slice of it under control, um, because I, have been diagnosed with bipolar disorder. I've been diagnosed with anxiety and I've been diagnosed with attention deficit disorder, which is more of a learning disability than a mental health issue. But I kind of, anything with your brain, I kind of put together just for my own. That's see, but even that, that's an expert would be like, don't do that. And so I just didn't want that kind of responsibility because I have a lot of responsibility already. And I wanted 
um, this to be more of a creative outlet. I wanted there to be freedom to it. I wanted it to be able to sort of like ebb and flow with my mood and what's going on in my life. And I felt like I wanted it to be more like a journal. I do a lot of talking to phones and walls and anything that will stay still for long enough. So it's usually inanimate objects. I do that a lot on my Instagram stories and some reason people seem to derive enjoyment from it and they feel like it's very relatable. So I was like, maybe I can bring that and my stories and experiences and my friends and my coworkers and my family and talk about what's going on and, and you know, yeah. So what I realized though, as I was writing the pitch for the podcast, as I was kind of figuring out what I wanted it to be, I was like, well, I mean, it is a mental health podcast because I deal with my own mental health all the time. So everything will be told through the lens of someone who is dealing with that, um, which is, I'm more comfortable approaching it that way than I am. It just being a podcast about mental health. It's a podcast about me and my life and my experiences and also sort of just being in the middle of things, which I don't feel like gets talked about near enough. Like I feel like you're either at the beginning of something people are interested. And once you've reached a certain level of success or fame or notoriety, then you can write a book and you can have a podcast and you can go on talk shows and be in magazines and everybody wants to know. But I'm neither of those things. I'm really in the middle of a lot of things and it's hard and mushy and confusing and there's no point of reference because like I said, it's just not as popular of a topic. And so I wanted to share that, what it's like to be figuring it out. This is the part where I'm supposed to nutshell it. Let me tell you a little bit about me and nutshelling things. There, first of all, there are no nuts involved in this particular nutshelling. This is more like when someone is someone says, someone requests, can you put that in a nutshell for me? What's your elevator pitch? Describe yourself in two sentences. Describe Bandeau in two sentences. Things like that, I I can't do. Well, let's not say can't. We try not to say things like that. We, when I say we, I mean me. And then I also hope that you don't either. I find it really challenging. I like to elaborate. Nutshells are intimidating for me because I always feel like there's something more. I think that's driven by my anxiety. I am not sure. But regardless, I'm going to attempt to nutshell it for you. I'm going to throw some words out at you, and that will start our nutshelling brainstorm. Personal, topical, modern, original, transparent, relatable, funny. What do you think? I feel like we're getting somewhere. Those are all things that I hope that this podcast is. I definitely talk about being an advocate for mental health and... I love the idea of destigmatizing it. I feel like that is my real value in life, actually. And I and my therapist, my long 
long-term, long-standing. Anyways, a therapist I went to for a long time as we were working through my mental health issues was convinced that I was going to become a mental health advocate. This was probably 15 years ago. And I was like, how would I ever do that? I mean, there was no social media. There was no, there was no way to really have a platform. And she was like, well, I could see you speaking at at conferences. And I was like, I would never do that. That sounds so scary and embarrassing. And now here we are. I'm out here doing scary and embarrassing shit and talking about mental health and destigmatizing it. And I think the way you destigmatize it is to attribute desirable and relatable qualities to someone who has mental health issues. So it's, you can see they're functioning, they're succeeding, they're being optimistic about it instead of it being like, um, this devastating thing, which it can be very devastating. And I, I'm, I'm managing mine. I've had, I'm in a, I'm in, I'm in a better place right now, but I, I do feel like mine can be quite mild and compared to what other people have. Anyways, I think the audience goes beyond, like, you don't have to be mentally ill to listen to this. You may be mentally ill after listening to this. I can't be responsible. You're obviously going to need to sign a waiver before you download this podcast because I can't be responsible for how crazy I make you after you listen to me. So what I was thinking is we'll sort of shape this together. That doesn't mean that you have to do the work. You're also not going to get a producing credit. I'm sorry. I wish I could do that for you. But, you know, I want to know what you like and what you don't like. And also, I've never done this before. I actually woke up at 4 o'clock this morning thinking, what did I just agree to do? A weekly podcast? I've never done a podcast. I've never interviewed people. (sighs) I have this thing where I just think I can do things, but then the reality sets in. I mean, I know I'm going to figure it out because I have always figured it out, but I just thought, man, I hope it can be as great as I want it to be and be something different and just like be able to be in your ear about stuff. But I definitely don't want it to be ordinary and I definitely don't want it to have like a format that can't change and move around. And I definitely want it to be able to be only 10 minutes some weeks and 40 minutes other weeks, because sometimes I just don't feel like talking. Let's just agree that this is going to be a journey together. I promise to do my best and to do a good job from the beginning. I have a sense that it, I will get better with age. I did get better with age. There's a couple things that did not, but Overall, I feel like I got better with age. And so I'm just going to put things out there. I'm not going to practice. I'm just going to do it. And I'm excited for you to experience that with me because you know what? That puts me in a super vulnerable place, open to criticism. And I'm not afraid of you. (laughs) I'm totally afraid. Sometimes I say I'm not afraid of something when I'm really afraid just to try and confuse myself, but that's kind of scary, but also exciting and enough people. There's not enough people doing that. There's too many people protecting, curating, editing, and I don't want to do that. So let's just do it together. Let's have fun. Yeah, I've got some stuff up my sleeve. I'm going to interview my parents, and let me tell you, I'm going to allow my mom 
to tell my conception story. Gross. You know, I have never actually allowed her to tell the whole story. Let's let's start at the beginning. If you're going to get to know me, let's start at the very beginning. And then my dad will be there, and he'll be able to contribute. I mean, I'm assuming he was, you know, not of sound mind when the conception occurred, so he probably won't be able to weigh in on that, but he can weigh in on some other things. And then we'll talk about a lot of stuff. Business starting a business, growing a business, working with working with people, working for people, having people work for you, having millennials work for you. That's scary, but also great. So we can dive into like what it's like to be 46 and be surrounded by people that are 20 years younger than you and then realize you're the person that don't doesn't know stuff. All your references are irrelevant and no one knows what you're talking about. I've got some cool friends that I want to talk to. Really want to talk to a lot of my friends because I have a lot of cool friends. One of the perks of getting older. You you accumulate great people along the way. I might try and get my boss on here. I have a boss. Ooh, I'd love to interview like one of my old bosses that were just so mean to me. And now they're like nothing and I'm something. Suck it, boss. Hope you suck it forever. <laughs> okay. What else? The basics of some of the um, mental health issues I struggle with. And I'll stress basics. Therapy. What that's like. So, so much there. Maybe we'll talk about body dysmorphia. I think I've got a touch of that. Laziness versus depression. Common common confusion surrounding those two things. Ooh, being your own best friend. I've done it. Love her. Sometimes. Other times I hate her. Emotional eating. Oh, food therapy. I went to a food therapist. That was great. So there's a lot of great stuff from that. Maybe she'll want to come on and talk. I don't know. She was cool. Wine. What about talking about drinking wine? My friend Helen knows everything about wine. Friendships. My friend, like, how they change, what happens when you grow up and your friends have kids. And, yeah, eh, I'm getting bored with my list. But I know these will all be good. I'm just distracted and my earrings hurt. And the headphones are hitting my earrings and it's a long story. Being a late bloomer, not having kids, overcoming shyness. Wow, I was so shy. Wait, squirrely, swirly, squirrely, squirrels. Squirrels love nuts. I hate nutshells. Okay. Um, my swirly career path and how cool it is and how you don't have to figure out what you want to be when you're 18. Okay, that's enough. Let's stop here. And then I'll come back. Okay, here we go. Stop now. So I've been sleeping with our first sponsor since late last year. And like most people that I sleep with, I just hopped right in bed with them the first time we met. There's actually, if you Google it, I'll tell you what to Google in a second. If you Google it, you will 
actually see pictures of me literally jumping right into bed with them. Okay, fine. It's Parachute Home. They're amazing. They actually made over my bedroom, uh, my post-divorce bedroom, back last year, November, with, with my very good friend, almost best friend, and nemesis, Orlando Soria. And that's when we met. And I had been longing for their bedding in particular, although they make amazing towels, all sorts of stuff, actually. I have, like, a travel set from them that has very soft eye mask and blanket. Anyways, but I had been sort of lusting after the stuff. I had a few friends that had their beautiful linen bedding, and I was like, I have got to get me some. And then you know what happened? It just happened. They reached out. They said, we want to make your bedroom better, cooler, ready for whatever could happen. And I said, yes, let's do it. What I found out later was this is some high class stuff. Very high quality, made with integrity, female founded company. That's important, especially in this day and age. They're all about giving back. I know how much time you must spend in bed. You are probably in bed right now. I'm in bed right now. I'm not even in the studio. I was just like, you know what would be a great place to talk about Parachute Home? Under the covers, on top of my soft sheets, underneath my soft blanket, leaning my head on a beautiful linen pillowcase. So that's what I did. Just like me, this stuff gets better with age. And by age, I mean washing. But they hold up for a long time. I'll probably have these for the rest of my life. I can't say enough good things about this company, honestly. And I was very specific about who I wanted to sponsor me. And I and I chose you, Parachute. And you chose me. And that's why we're sleeping together. So here's something easy for you to do. Visit parachutehome.com slash JGOK, and you'll get free shipping and returns on Parachute's very comfortable bedding and bath linens. They offer a 60-day trial. That's two months. You can sleep with them for two months. If you don't like your new stuff, you can send it back. Free shipping and free returns on the very comfortable bedding by the amazing Parachute Home. Parachutehome.com slash J-G-O-K. Hi, this is future Jen Gotch popping in on past Jen Gotch to correct her, which is something I do a lot, but I was just sitting here listening to this episode, and as it turns out, although ADD is still referred to as a learning disability and a developmental disorder, it's actually considered a mental health condition too. So that's it. We can get back to the podcast now. I'm just literally learning new things every day, and I want to pass it on to you as it comes. So proceed, Jen Gotch, but just know that I have my eye on you. So that conception story I alluded to earlier, well, here it is. Also a little backstory. I was conceived on Valentine's Day. And every year, my mom calls me on February 14th to remind me of that and ask me if I would like to hear the full story. And each year, I say no. 
a very emphatic no. But now, finally, I have given the gift to my mom of her moment in the spotlight to tell this story. So here it is, the story of how I got here to earth, told by my parents, moderated by me, and side note, I feel like I should get a Pulitzer Prize or something for letting my mom say the words post-coital without passing out. Okay, enjoy. I've convened two very important people in my life, known as Serena and Jamie Torres, also known as mom and dad. I'm sitting them down for a hard-hitting interview in which my mom wanted to see the questions in advance, uh, but I would not show them to her because there really aren't any questions. There will be a rapid-fire questions section later. Oh, hey. And, well, it ruins the vibe if I show you the questions okay. before. But if there's anything that you aren't comfortable with, I will pay you to let me use it. May I, may I interject there's something? There's nothing in the world I'm uncomfortable with. Oh, okay, great. Then there will be no change of money. Change I just wanted hands. them to know I'm known as Dr. James 14. <laughs> and... Serena is not on Instagram actively. Yes, no, but you can call me Soodles. Soodles. Okay. Well, I. So part of what I'm doing to introduce the podcast is to give some history on me, and I thought, who better to do that than two people that vaguely remember my childhood? That's you guys. It is. Can we start? Um, yes. Well, I wanted to give you a little bit of a lead-in. Do you want to scoot in? I do. Yeah. Get comfortable, because this will probably be about four hours. I don't know if you guys remember this, but I was conceived on Valentine's Day. That was my first line. Yeah. Well, I'm oh. going to give you one better. Dad, do you remember it? I remember it, because I was there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my mom likes to call me every Valentine's Day and remind me of this, which obviously makes me throw up in my mouth. And I thought, though, why not give her a platform to be able to give maybe maybe slightly more detail into the story? I mean, do you want to go beyond just the trivial notion of me being conceived on Valentine's Day? Well, let me just say that I had we had planned... To have a baby very soon. Oh. And, um... Like soon after you were married? No, this or was just three, three years later. Okay. I had read some articles on the best way to conceive, and <laughs> post-coital, I uh. was on my back with a pillow under my butt. Oh. I, Karen um, definitely said she did a handstand after... Yeah, because that Post-coital. Was, may I add something to this? Yes, of course. You so, don't have to pr- ask permission each time. Please tell them about the mirror and the swing in the bedroom. Oh. No, that was... That was at that your... Was that retra- was at home. That Were you guys retractable. at home? No, that was at the Bonsoir Motel in Fort Lauderdale. Did you guys really do that? You pay by the hour there. Okay. Wait... Was this, did this occur in, at your house or were you in a hotel room? No, it was in our love nest apartment. And was which that was underneath, underneath my in-law's house? And did they hear anything? 
Probably. And did you know immediately that you were pregnant? Probably within a few weeks when I, every time I showered, it was torture. Okay. On my, on my yeah. little boobets. On your boobs. Dad, yes. what is your, what is your fondest memory about that um, conception night? Wait, let me just back up a little bit. I don't even remember what I had for breakfast <laughs> <laughs> this morning. So, so you, you gotta go remember? with si- you gotta go with simpler questions. You don't remember the night? No. I think if I remember. I think he just came and went. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> okay. Um. All right. So there's this there's this uh, very famous birth control advocate named Margaret Sanger. Yeah. And um, she had a birth control center on. A, tip, a brownstone on 20-something Street, Manhattan. And that's where I had gone to get my pregnancy test. Oh. It was to the Margaret Sanger Clinic. Cool. And, and that's where they told me I was pregnant. So that happened to also have been my father's birthday. So we got a birthday cake saying, Happy Birthday, Grandpa. Oh. And did he understand that right away? No. Okay. <laughs> so we were doing the colored birthday cake to describe children. What do you mean? When there's a birth, isn't there? Don't they oh, do that so thing like with a, a cake? A pink cake yeah, to show exactly. that it was a girl. Yeah. Okay, we, but we didn't know. They didn't have that technology. What do you mean? We didn't. Know oh, you didn't know what? Our, oh, I felt it. Okay. You made it. Yay. Thank you for sticking with it. I hope you tell your friends about how weird and awesome it is. I hope you love my parents as much as I do. They'll definitely be popping in from time to time. I mean, obviously, more than anything, I hope you start following my dad on Instagram because I know how happy that would make him. Uh, Yeah. So there'll be another one next week and the week after that and hopefully till the end of time. So stay tuned. What do you know about the after show? It's the JGOK after show. You don't know about the after show, but this is when I tell you what I thought about the show. Here we go. I literally just made this segment up, but it was killing me not to talk about how I felt about the episode. Will I be allowed to do this ever again? Probably not, but maybe... Because my name is on it, I will. I took some notes. (laughs) I just FaceTimed with my parents because I wanted them to be the first people to hear it. And I just want to see someone have a reaction to it because I'm all fucked up about it in my head because I've want things to be perfect and they're never going to be perfect. And honestly, being a creative professional for 20 something years, I should already know that perfection is not something that you should ever be the goal. It's not attainable. It's not even a real thing. It's like a made up thing. Um, they were really funny. They just, they just laid there. And then every time my dad's voice came on, he would wave at the camera, (laughs) and then my mom would 
roll her eyes. Not because my mom's a bad person. She's not a bad person at all. She's quite good. She's just had to live with that level of enthusiasm for my dad for 50 years. So she she doesn't know what to do with it. Anyways, um, I guess what I want to say is my hope is that I will get to a place where the sound of my own voice does not repulse me. (laughs) And serenity now. Serenity now. Serenity now. Uh, Should there be a game? Maybe we should have a drinking game for each podcast. This one should be every time I say the word nutshell, you drink. I don't know. Okay, that's all. I just had to literally come on here and say, I'm scared. This isn't perfect. Like me anyways. <laughs> what do you know about the after show? It's the JGOK after show. You survived this and the regular show, so come back next week for another show. Should I be a singer? I don't know. Don't answer that. Bye.